Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Friday edition, usually Thursday edition of Texas. Either way, this is the second episode of the week, and we are super excited to share some Texas-based content and information with you. Yeah. But first, as always... Our Not Sponsors. And by the way, we will be adding Not Sponsors to our interview episode moving forward. A lot of people got mad at us for not including that. You on know, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, oh, they'll enjoy having two, you know, different content. We can, like, be very Yeah, we, we were like, everyone's going to be so happy because we and kept they this were, in two. But we, we failed to maintain just the whole reason that we do this in the first place, which, honestly, is to have fun and make fun of just people. Just have fun and make fun of people. Speaking <laughs> exactly. of making fun of people, our first not sponsor for today's episode is getting your simple order wrong. At a very easy-to-do coffee shop. Okay. Getting your simple order wrong at a very easy coffee shop. Getting the simple order wrong. Did you ask very clearly for a sausage and cheese kolache and get handed not one but two jalapeno sausage egg and cheese kolaches? Getting your order wrong at a coffee shop. How on earth did you hand me that kolache when I asked for a different kolache? No idea. And I wasn't even wearing a mask. Getting a very simple order wrong at a coffee shop when nobody's there. Getting a simple order wrong at a coffee <laughs> shop when literally nobody else is there. There's no music on. It's so quiet. How did you think I said jalapeno when I did not? <laughs> this definitely isn't based on real events at all. It, it happened yesterday. I was so I was so uncharacteristically and pointlessly upset about it. You know what? It happens to the best of us. It, I just... I don't get it. I said sausage and cheese and... The person said, okay. Yeah. And then warmed up. And that's why I didn't bring it back is they did warm it up. They went through effort to make it an enjoyable experience. Right. They just, instead of hearing what you said, they heard something completely something different. Something different. And reach, it just... You ever do that? You ever, you ever have somebody ask you something and instead of doing what they ask you, you do what you think they said? Oh, I've done it before. Yeah. That's why I'm now feeling a lot of shame for even shouting down this person with their non-sponsors, but I know everyone else has felt this We've pain all been before. There. We've all asked. When We've you ask, asked. you make a simple order, and you get it. Listen. This is so wrong. We've all asked for a vanilla latte and gotten a shoe in return, and you know what? And, That's just unacceptable. And most of us just deal with it. Yeah, because for some reason we think it's more polite just to ignore the problem. Exactly. And get We're, angry about whereas it. Whereas I've talked to people from other countries or even from other states. Yeah. And they they see Texans do that and they ask, why do you not? Why did, Why wouldn't you just? Why like, wouldn't you just ask for what you wanted? Yeah. And and we're and we say, well, we're from well, Texas, but uh, it'd be rude. It, don't you want? Don't, why are you like, rude? <laughs> yeah. Why are you Why are you trying to like waste their time? Have you not tried being passive aggressive? <laughs> Eighty percent of the time, it works every, <laughs> every time. time. <laughs> Who's our other not sponsor? Our other not sponsor today is Hipster Hats. Hipster Hats brought to you by South by Southwest. Hipster Hats. It's like a yarmulke but with a brim. 
Hipster hats. It's like a yarmulke that costs five hundred dollars and doesn't keep the sun out of your face. Hipster hats. Is that the Beatles? Nope. It's just somebody from Los Angeles. Hipster hats. Do you work at a ranch? You definitely don't. Hipster hats. Did that hat cost five thousand dollars? Hipster hats. Hipster hats. Hipster hats comes with skinny jeans and a loose shirt. Hipster hats. Really easy way to spot a douche. <laughs> Hipster hats. Johnny Depp was doing it first. <laughs> And we all know we should take advice from Johnny we Depp. We all know if there's one person we should model our life after, it's it's, it's Johnny Senior Depp. Jonathan Senor Depp. Honey Depp. Honey Depp. That's not how you... That's... Senor Jose Depp. <laughs> Joseph Depp. But for real, it's South by Southwest and so yeah. many, so many hipster hats. And look, I, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm excited about South by. I, I enjoy it. I like people watching obviously the traffic uh can be a little bit insane if you decide to travel during peak hours oh especially people always say mopac in 183 dude get on caesar chavez yeah between 10 a.m and 10 p.m during oh. south by and you will crave the yeah. relief of mopac i mean you'll just park and go hang out with the campers like that's that's it's, what you'll yeah, do honestly. exactly i mean honestly i think the homeless people have it figured out they're like <laughs> i don't even have to drive what are you complaining they're about? not homeless they're just waiting for south by they're not homeless they're just smart <laughs> yeah, if there's one there thing crippling drug addiction makes really clear is it makes everything else in your life easier i guess so no rent no showers no water bills no cars no gas there you go inflation made it you know who's not worried about inflation me heroin addicts anyway so <laughs> that's what i said do you want to hear about a day in texas history once upon a time in once texas. upon a time but actually, this is Same not a specific day. It is okay. a period of time in Texas history relevant to our upcoming podcast with Taylor from Force mm. of Nature Meats, formerly Drops Epic Bars, Monday. formerly Thunderbird Bars. Currently badass. Currently badass. Currently Sean Penn impersonator. Oh, he's so beautiful and so Dude. cool and so nice. Tune in on Monday for our yeah. episode with him. Go check out Force of Nature Meats on Instagram, on their website, Order Some Meats. Yep. Made me want to highlight this period of time in Texas history. It is our entry into the modern age of farming. Okay. The first step toward the modern era of Texas agriculture was taken in 1876 when my alma mater, Texas A&M University, opened. The university would be pivotal in advancing the science and research around agricultural practices in the state. The school's first big impact came when scientists at Texas A&M held eradicate texas fever which had devastated the cattle industry by the by the turn of the century new approaches to agriculture drove and drove an industry that was responding to the rapid growth of texas cities and the need for food and other agricultural products to support them between 1900 and 1920 the amount of the amount of cultivated land in texas grew from 15 to 25 million acres during this time cotton production increased as did corn and rice farming the Rio Grande Valley also evolved into a productive citrus region as the river was harnessed to irrigate the arid land. The Panhandle and High Plains also emerged as a productive cotton-growing region as irrigation practices were extended to the region and scientists adopted varietals to withstand the harsh climate. By the 1920s, the future of Texas agriculture had taken shape. 70% of the state's agricultural land was used for livestock and nearly 20% of the land was used for growing crops with cotton dominating. I highlight this because this is sort of not the beginning of the end, but the beginning of a not-so-good trajectory 
in Texas's farming and agricultural practices. And I want to highlight that because Taylor and the folks over at Force of Nature are working really hard to take that current system and not eradicate it, not take it down, but use those resources to create a far more sustainable, far more harmonious way of farming in our state. The word you're going to hear a lot is regenerative. Regenerative. Meaning we regenerate. Yes. Meaning we don't make something new. We just fix the current thing. We regenerate it. And Taylor will make that more clear. Much more clear. On Monday, do you want to hear about our small town of the week? I do want to hear about our small town of the week. Our small town of the week is Johnson City, Texas. Johnson City, Texas. Texas. (laughs) Are you from Texas? Because you're the only 10 I X. X. (laughs) <laughs> Johnson City is a city in the and the county seat of Blanco County, Texas, United States. The population was 1656 at the 2010 census. Founded in 1879 by James P. Johnson, it was named by early settler Sam E. Johnson Sr. Johnson City is part of the Texas German Belt region. A little bit of history for you. Johnson City was founded once again by James P. Johnson when he donated a 320-acre plot of land on the site of the Pedernales River for the founding of the town in 1879. It was also home to Lyndon B. Johnson, otherwise known as LBJ, otherwise known as Big Sexy, otherwise known as Big Nose But Not Jewish. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson was the 36th president of the United States and a little bit more... Uh, The town itself is literally a perfect one square mile. It also sits a perfect mile south of the Pedernales River, and it's also the crossroads for U.S. routes 281 and 290, uh, about 23 miles outside of Marble Falls and 30 miles outside of Fredericksburg. So it's a really cute little town. Cute little town. But what's interesting is it's like on the way to two cuter towns, and so it's managed to stay a lot smaller with less tourism. Okay. Do you want to hear a fun little uh, LBJ anecdote? I do. So there, if you if you look on like Google, there's a phone call between LBJ and his tailor. Okay. Where he's talking about having like his summer wardrobe made. Okay. And it's hilarious because the the president of the United States is talking about having put on some weight and needing his pants let out. And about halfway through, he's like, and I need the crotch let out about four inches because it rides up uncomfortably <laughs> on my Johnson. <laughs> and he, he, like, repeats it several yeah, times throughout the interaction. So I, I highly encourage you looking out this conversation. I also, LBJ I encourage you to watch the, I think it's called LBJ, but it's the HBO movie they yeah. made with Brian Cranston playing yeah. LBJ. LBJ. It's so I mean, good. I'll watch Brian Cranston play a piece of paper like yeah, he's honestly so, yeah, yeah. I, I i just remember that it's right after jfk got shot and mm-hmm. he does the accent so perfectly and he treats if this was accurate he was a decent president he was a horrible husband um but like the first line that he has in the entire movie he's like your lipstick bird fix your lipstick yeah exactly that's great yeah, that's LBJ. Yeah, LBJ. Speaking of people, prominent. Speaking of people, I want to get to our Texas badass here in just badass. a second. Badass. It's but, like a bidet, but it's badass. But before our Texas badass, our actual sponsor. Our actual sponsor. Quick shout out to Manscaped. Manscaped. Best the, in men's below the belt grooming. They are the best in cleaning up your downstairs. If you want to take that carpeted stairway to heaven to a slick marble stairway of the gods, Manscaped. Manscaped. Lawnmower 4.0. When your basement's getting just a little bit cluttered, 
Manscaped. Manscaped. And guys, I mean, for real, Manscaped has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredible, comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. And I got to say, I now feel safe going all over them boys down there. Absolutely. Because, I, admit, I mean, I was, like, I was a little sketched out at first. I wasn't sure if it was going to work, but I really put that thing through the ringer, if you know what I mean. I, I... And it came out the other side passed with flying colors i I really hope you sanitize that after um always i mean i mean i i mean for real the the skin safe technology is so good because i've spent so much of my life hesitant to shave anything below my neck yeah not just because i'm afraid of cutting stuff but the ingrown Ingrown hairs hairs, the ingrown hairs on my shirt the ingrown hairs just when i go to you know do my business ingrown hairs are just they're not really attractive but do you know what it is do you what, know what is it? What is it? Super smooth skin. Super smooth skin that you can get with Manscaped. And here's the deal, guys. If you really want to enjoy this skin-safe technology, if you really want to experience the most comfortable but also most close and slick shave of your balls, your scrotum, your taint, all the gross stuff that you can't say at the dinner table, you should go to manscaped.com right now. Go get yourself a lawnmower 4.0 and use code TEXISH. For code twenty percent for <laughs> for discount twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. That's right. If you go to manscaped.com right now and enter code TEXISH T E X I S H, that'll get you twenty percent off site wide and free worldwide shipping anywhere across the world. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with code TEXISH at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code TEXISH, T-E-X-I-S-H. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools to get the job done with Manscaped. Go TEXISH. Go TEXISH. That was a good mid-roll read. Yeah, thank you. Well done. Well done. I like that. We're getting better. We're getting better. Back to our badass. Badass. Who's our badass? Our Texas badass of the week is the one. The only Governor Dorothy Ann Richards. Governor Dorothy Richards, everybody. That's Ann Richards, y'all. Dorothy Dick, here we go. She was the 45th governor of Texas from 1991 to 1995. As a Democrat, she first came to national attention as the Texas State Treasurer when she gave a keynote address at the 1988 Democratic National Convention. Richards was the second female governor of Texas. We've already covered the first one. Yep. And was frequently noted in the media for her outspoken feminism and her one-liners. She was a dynamite spokesperson. Really? Yeah, she, I'm going to get to that here in a second. Now, real quick, she was born on January 15th. Or, she, sorry, she was born on September 1st, 1933 in Lakeview, Texas, which is now Lacey Lakeview. Lacey she Lakeview. She died September 13th, 2006. Hmm. She had throat cancer uh, from years and years of very heavy drinking and smoking. <laughs> So she was a badass. She actually went to rehab at one point. <laughs> while she was while in she, office? While she, uh, but I think it was while she was treasurer. And That's even better. Dude, and so whenever she was running for governor, the Republican Party ran kind of a smear campaign. As and they impl- do. And implied that she was doing uh, like really heavy drugs in addition oh, to her, at that point, known drinking habit. Yeah. Yeah. So they, as they, if went, everybody, they went real As negative. if everybody they in Texas politics doesn't, <laughs> doesn't abuse any type of substance. So she went to Baylor University on a debate scholarship. Sickum. Which just tells you kind of ahead of time, obviously she's got a way with mm-hmm. words, yep. she likes to talk. 
uh, and that, that was in like 1950, which is at a time when you know women were still not going to college as much. And as if they, they were are. going to college, it was probably you're going to be a teacher, right? Well, she did become a teacher after graduation, oh. and this is this is kind of one of the reasons I think she's such a badass. Is she spent a lot of time teaching? She had a whole family, but during all of this, she was always very into politics, and she okay. helped run uh, various campaigns. Like she helped, uh, work to elect Democrat Sarah Weddington and Wilhelmina Delco to the Texas legislator. Uh, she supported the ratification of the equal rights amendment to the U S constitution. Uh, she presented that amendment to the delegates of the national women's conference, uh, that was held in Houston in 1978. And even though the, the amendment was never ratified like enough, that Mm -hmm. that's kind of like one of her claims to fame as she's climbing this ladder. Yeah. And uh, in 1976, Richards ran against and defeated a three-term incumbent on the four-member Travis County, Texas Commissioner's Court. Let's go! She took 81.4% of the vote against a libertarian opponent, Laurel Freeman, uh, to win re-election in 1980. And during that time, her marriage did end, and her drinking did become more pronounced, and she sought and completed treatment for alcoholism in 1980. Rad. So she she got sober in 1980. Yeah. Which is great, because that's like 50-plus years of just... off the rails, you know, Molly like Cruz succeeding style while drinking. also just. I like partying. to imagine, you know, Ann Richards just like with a bottle of Jack and a cigarette. Oh yeah, honky tonk. To, like, well, I love the idea that she was outwitting everybody in the daytime yeah, and then exactly. out drinking everybody, everybody in the nighttime, while also outwitting everybody. Yeah. in the nighttime. I mean. If we want to talk about alphas, yeah, yeah. that's Dude, that's an alpha. And Richards might be the most alpha. Alpha Richards, let's go. Alpha Richards. Uh, so after it, this is her state treasurer term here. Okay. After incumbent Texas state treasurer Warren G. Harding, no relation to the president, became mired in legal troubles. It Yikes. doesn't specify. Yikes. In 1982, Richards won the Democratic nomination for that post, winning against a Republican oppo- a Republican opponent in November of that year. Okay. She became the first woman elected to statewide office in more than 50 years. Wow. Which is pretty insane. Yeah. In 1986, she was re-elected to treasurer without opposition. Pretty easy to win when nobody's running against you. True. And when you're just really good at it. (laughs) But she was popular and proactive. She worked to maximize the return of the Texas state investments. Okay. Which, you know, that's kind of a whole idea of being a treasurer. That's kind of, yeah. She did her job. she did her job, which based on a lot of political stuff going on today doesn't look like doesn't look like that happens very often the bar is pretty low and she was definitely exceeding it so in 1984 she delivered the nomination speeches for walter mondale and uh she campaigned actively for that against reagan even though reagan was very popular in in our state yeah Uh, okay so 1988 democratic national convention this is the keynote that kind of got her all the attention okay. and made her kind of who she was yeah. to the nation at large, not okay. just Texas. So in her address, the 1988 Democratic National Convention, uh, she was very critical of the Reagan administration and the then Vice President George H.W. Bush. Her address was notable for including several humorous remarks displaying her down-home Texas charm, such nice. as, I'm delighted to be here with you this evening. Because after listening to George Bush all these years, I figured you needed to know what a real Texas accent sounds like. <laughs> Poor George. He can't help it. He was born with a silver foot in his mouth. <laughs> Two women in 160 years is about par for the course. But if you give us a chance, we can perform. After all, Ginger Rogers did everything that Fred Astaire did. She just did it backwards and in high heels. <laughs> and... When we pay billions for planes that won't fly, billions for tanks that won't fire, and billions for systems that won't work, that old dog won't hunt. <laughs> and that is a phrase we've heard our father say 
a lot. I don't know how many times. So many times. So that speech set the tone for her future. And uh, in 1989, with co-author Peter Nobler, she wrote her autobiography, Straight from the Heart, My Life in Politics and Other Places. As governor, she did really well. Uh, she was obviously well-known, well-liked. She spoke well. She's the last Democrat we had as a governor. And last woman. And the last as woman well. as well. Probably. Not, not that being a woman ups your merits, just being a good person. But... Yeah, absolutely. And, did uh... I say that well? Did that make sense? <laughs> I think I know what you were saying. Like, yeah, did yeah. that? I really I think, hope I, I didn't know, yeah. offend anybody with that just now. I probably did, but I mean, you know, we can't. I, I just it. meant she's amazing because of what she did, not, right, not because, because she's, she's a, a woman. woman. I'm saying that it would be more, it'd be more homophobic if I didn't hit you. Y- yeah, right. I, I'm saying it's. I'm saying, I'm that, saying like, what she did is amazing. Period. <laughs> period. Not what she did is amazing because she's exactly. A woman. There's no qualifier. Here. That's what I meant by Governor that. Ann Richards was an amazing politician. Period. Period. Full stop. Governor Ann Richards was an adequate, capable, <laughs> hardworking governor. Yeah. Governess. There you go. Period. Exactly. So this is what she did as a governor. Our economy had been in a slump since the mid 1980s, compounded by the downturn in the U.S. economy. Richard responded with a program of economic revitalization, yielding growth in 1991 of 2% when the U.S. economy as a whole shrank. She also attempted to streamline Texas government's regulatory institutions for business and the public. Her efforts in the former tried but failed to help revitalize Texas corporate infrastructure for its explosive economic growth later in the decade, and her audits on the state bureaucracy saved $600 million. Okay. So she was very focused on the economy uh, in making sure that the government itself was saving money which is not something that democrats are known for by and large yeah but it's something that had a huge impact later on Mm -hmm. she also uh reformed the prison system she established substance abuse programs uh she did all sorts of stuff like that she tried to reduce the sale of semi-automatic firearms uh she signed into law amendments of financial responsibility which involved a lot of you know sweeping regulations like renewing our car registration things like that um, and did a lot of those types of things. She also uh, oversaw the formation of the Texas Lottery, which is kind of cool. She purchased her first lottery ticket on May 29th, 1992. Did she, she win? She didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did it start another horrendous path of addiction? It did not. Okay. Cool. I was like, was there and, a gambling thing in here? And one of the last things, kind of the reason that I, I bring up Ann Richards for today anyway is... She oversaw the very first South by Southwest film film and entertainment media no conference. No way! Yeah, she did. She absolutely did. She was always a big supporter of music and film okay. and those things. She even went to Hollywood several times. She appointed a director of film on like a government um, as a government position. Okay. To to bring tax credits here yeah. and really kind of helped get the like ball the rolling. Austin film scene yeah, sort yeah. of going. She helped get tax credits. Which we now here. know is the Elgin film scene, mm-hmm. but uh, she was interviewed in the nineteen ninety six Kim Burns documentary series The West. Ooh. Which is very good. She was also featured in a King of the Hill episode. What? Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to the Alamo Draft House you'll know that every now and again, they'll play the old clip of her telling you to shut up. Yep. Oh, man. And that is that is the legacy of Governor, Governor Ann Richards. Richards. We salute you. I'm also so... Hey, Texas education people, why are we not learning about that person? Yeah, it's. I, I know that we I, learned very briefly. It's like, oh, Ann Richards was... Our, oh, well, I mean, again... Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, a female. 
<laughs> can, can we talk about the good things that the person did instead of just just like oh yeah a female I mean, cool yeah. that's great like but that yeah. totally clouds out all weird, the weird question because i was thinking about this the other day are we just in that point in in our history where the narrative has to focus on identity because certain parts of that have been pushed down for so long so that we can come out the other side and the pendulum's going to swing at some point. Well, again, when you when and you I get the like, necessity because there's yeah. there's so much that has happened that you know it's yeah we've so do you, do you down. have to then point out this happened it's bad or is is like at least negative or even like hey all these things and get really mad about it and then once you've aired it all out it's like all right I yes but I also almost. I mean, maybe we shouldn't ever turn to comedians for, like, guidance in life, but... <laughs> I don't Mark, know, every now and again. Mark Norman, in his most recent special, does Mark Norman. make a point of, Comedy. hey, I'm cool if you get offended. Yeah. You don't have to share it, though. Yeah, you can just be offended. Being offended's fine. Yeah. It's totally cool to be offended. Yeah. I don't think you always have to share what you're offended about. Like, you don't always have to air out the fact that the person at Batch gave you the wrong kolache on your podcast. You don't always have to. You don't always have to do that. And we don't always do it. And we don't always do it. But sometimes. Um, see some self if, if I'm not, If I'm not mistaken, that was like the second time something like that happened to you this week. It was. Yeah. So, so But anyway. Anyway. Point being, I see what you're saying and I understand the utility and the necessity to swing really far one direction of it really does have to be sure. about identity. I get that. Yeah. The, genuinely, genuinely curious. The offense, the offense fuel, like sure being offended, being used as fuel, being used as reason, playing a victim. I think that's something we definitely need to move away from. Sure, because life is hard. Yeah, I mean it's hard enough already. Life is hard. Get a helmet. You yeah. you get offended. There's plenty of things that offend us. I totally get that. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that a hundred percent of the time being offended is reason to act. Sure. Or reason to make change. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think I'm answering your question. I know we're just sort of bantering. Yeah, it was kind of like back and forth. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, all right, identity politics, most people seem to be relatively sick of it at this point. It, right, it seems and, like... And to your point, I, my question is is not, like, even about the good or bad of it. It The question becomes, did that need to happen so that... We can get it out. In 20 years, whenever, you know, our kids are learning about mm -hmm. Ann Richards the things they're learning are not oh she was the you know the the thing that that is highlighted on the test yeah. isn't she was the second woman governor it's you know it's like what who, were her what what was her contribution yeah. to you know the who helped, Texas who helped the yeah. Texas population become more financially literate there you go George yeah. Bush or Ann Richards it was Ann, it was, Ann, <laughs> it Richards. was Ann Richards and uh, I don't mean that as an argument no, no, Bush I just like, mean literally the test should be right how much money did she save the Texas legislator right like let's that's, answer that's that the question. question let's get to the point where the yeah. the fact it's awesome it's amazing that she did yeah. what she did as a woman in the 90s for sure but let's get to the point where it's not and because keep in mind, she did it drunk as all get out just, so which, like you know i think we should focus on that more, more it's, it's kind of like shikari richardson yeah running record breaking times while Blitzed possibly high that's amazing <laughs> um but I, like let's get to the point where Shikari Richardson, let's go to the future. Let's get to the okay. point where Shikari Richardson bouncing back from what happened yeah. and running faster and dominating everybody. Let's get to the point where it's not about 
the fact that she's a black woman doing it. Sure. Let's get a point where it's she's a phenomenal athlete and an amazing person doing sure. it. I hope that makes sense. It, I think it does. I, I'm, you know, I, as with all things, I'm like cautiously optimistic, and I'm also yeah. aware that I have blind spots, and I'm. It's possible that like, as I'm talking about this, I'm highlighting ignorance in areas that I'm completely. completely and if we of. are being ignorant, you have our Instagrams. DM us. Dude, we DM us. Tell us, us we are being ignorant. We will. We are. I happy. swear it's not on purpose. <laughs> we're, we're not trying to say anything flagrant we yeah. are happy to be told that's, that we are wrong that we are off base that yeah. we are completely blinded by the fact that we're two white dudes doing a podcast if that is the case okay. slight is. tangent speaking of dude um, uh-huh. i was i was called out by two different girls uh in the last week okay. for calling them dude hmm and I want your take on it. I I'll, I'll obviously I'll, I've asked a lot of people, but do you think it's just like my speech pattern? Do you think it's just like me the way I talk in general? It's like, dude, you're a dude. I'm a dude. We're it's all that, we're all dudes. We're all do dudes. You think it's the good burger thing, or do you think I'm like purposely insulating? Like, do you think I'm I'm drawing a barrier in my speech? No, I think it's just the way you talk. I think, see, that's what I. Think. I, I truly don't think that you're yeah. looking at a gr- whoever. Sure, yeah. And I totally understand why the girl has her reasons to tell you yeah, yeah. that she doesn't like that. Yeah. Everyone has. Oh, dear God, please tell me. Yeah. Because if I'm doing something that, that you don't that like, you and you don't tell me, then that's your problem. But if you tell me, yeah, I can change it. Happy to change. Happy to not do that. Doesn't mean you have to change the entire speech. No. But if that person says, "Hey, dude, you call yeah. me, dude." I'm not cool with that. I'm trying to be like emotionally, mentally healthy. I love a good boundary. Yeah. Good. Hey, cool. You dude, just told good me. Good on you. I'm not going to chain spiral and think I'm a bad no. person because I called you. Of dude. course not. And I'm so thankful you just told me to not. Exactly. But no, I don't think that's a deeper thing. I think that's just okay. the way you talk. I also didn't think it was a deeper thing, but I wanted to check your. Like, yeah. Like, like, do you do that? Do you just call everybody dude? I think so. Do you think it's rocket power? Because I think it's rocket power. Rocket power. power. I think it's being a dude. I think it's being a dude. I think, I think you just call people dude. I think, yeah, dude. I feel like everybody's a dude. I do say, yeah, man. I, I catch myself saying, yeah, man. That's when I try to be cognizant Conscious. of yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure most women don't, don't want to hear, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it usually <laughs> becomes, yeah, dude, which is maybe worse. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Hey, if we're wrong again. I dude was gender neutral. I was wrong. I really thought it, I thought um, it was. I was. I was. I, apparently i was wrong yeah uh depends on the person depends on the person that. for sure for sure so hey we're just <laughs> encouraging healthy boundaries if hey man healthy boundaries if someone healthy calls dialogue. you something that you do not want to be called let them know just let them know yeah and if and if the person responds horribly and is mean they're showing you something they're showing you something don't worry about them there you go that's their own damage that they need to you know address speaking of damage that's probably a horrible segue wow um, wow that was horrible and amazing at the same well time. i mean damage from a someone Financial perspective well from a health perspective yeah also and i want to make this clear from the start this is something we would do for anybody yeah it is if you were to reach out to us and ask us to do it and we believe it's a worthy cause and this absolutely is. This is, and it um, hits closer to home for us. For a lot of reasons. Is, for a lot of reasons. Not only is this a family member that we love dearly, this is also truly the most kind, nice person you'll ever meet. I, um, I feel like this person would literally give the shirt off his back to somebody. I this With per- no question. Without question at all. 
and wouldn't trade his place in life no. for anybody because like the damage that's been inflicted on his body as much stuff, pain as he's experiencing i don't think he would trade places with anybody i, I don't i don't think he would wish it no i don't think he would wish it on anybody so we're talking about our cousin brady thornton he was diagnosed with t-cell all or acute lymphoblastic leukemia in 2019 he has been waging Which is one of the worst leukemias like the have. most severe version of leukemia and he has been waging a conti- uh, con- continuous and courageous battle against leukemia for three years now. Brady has a giant smile, a huge heart, and is always putting the needs of others before his own. His team of doctors recently decided to proceed with a bone marrow transplant as the best course for a full cure um, to his leukemia at this point. A little bit of backstory, at the age of 24, again 2019, Brady was in the best shape of his life when the devastating news of the very aggressive T-cell ALL shocked everybody in the family. Every day, uh, we have thanked the Lord that Brady uh, was healthy uh, when he was diagnosed early. During this battle with cancer, though, his strength in the Lord has also grown, as well as his belief that ultimately God will take care of him. His faith and the support of a family and close friends have helped sustain him. With the encouragement and support of his employer, employer, he was, uh, he has preserved despite his illness and has maintained employment. Recently, again, they made this decision to do a full bone marrow transplant, and that costs a lot of money. Not just from the medical perspective, yeah. but his mom, uh, Helen, is also working as his full-time yeah. caregiver has been for three years now. There's a lot of medical bills involved. There's food expenses involved. There's just like staying. There's, there's finding places there's to just, stay while treatment is going on. There's just living yeah. life expenses. So there's a GoFundMe up for our cousin Brady right now. And the goal is to raise $40,000 to sustain him and his mom throughout this really aggressive treatment that he's going to be going through. Again, and they're a, already at 14.4. They're already at 14.4. So we're going to share this link, but it's GoFundMe.com slash F slash help dash Brady dash fight dash leukemia dash bone dash marrow dash transplant. All of the support, all the financial support only goes to medical expenses from Brady's long-term hospital stay, long-term treatments and continued necessary care, not Mm -hmm. covered by insurance lodging while he and his caregiver, once again, his mother are living out of town for months at a time, bills, food and living expenses. Again, um, these create a huge financial burden to the loss of income from both Brady and Helen not working. So keep that in mind. Yeah. There is no employment on behalf of either at this point um, because trying to fight this is yeah, a, full-time job. a full-time job. Um, caregiver expenses are also yeah. partially covered with this as multiple family members uh, have and will continue be, to be donating to them with their money and their time to cover this piece and traveling expenses from Dallas, Texas, where the bone marrow transplant and the chemo and the radiation radiation treatments mm-hmm. are happening back to Andrews, where his house is, which is approximately 350 miles. So once again, that's a GoFundMe for our cousin Brady as he continues to fight leukemia and goes into this treatment that we hope works. This is what they've decided can be the ultimate cure. Um, would not wish this on anybody. No, absolutely not. If you're willing, again, we'll share the link, go donate and help take care of somebody we love very dearly. Once again, we would do this for anybody, but especially, uh, especially, our cousin. especially for our cousin, yeah. especially for our family. 
And yeah, we'll share that link. Go donate. Enjoy South by Southwest if you're in Austin. Yeah. Go read about more amazing people that are amazing because of the person they are, not because Pick of the color of their biography. skin or their gender. And yeah, that's it. That's it. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.